Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. It is the 8th of December, day 8 of Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar 24 daily podcast to take you right up to Christmas as I look to see if it is possible for me to ever love Christmas again like I did back in my younger days. I'm a third of the way through this search now. I'm not sure I'm making any inroads in this pursuit of Christmas. I'm here, I'm open-armed, I'm saying, look, I'm willing to try again. And not in a way you do with a partner when that relationship's broken down and you really want it to be over, but you're trying again for the sake of the kids. But you're thinking deep down, Christ, if they agree to try again, I'll never get out and I'll be going into the care home having slept with less than five people in my life. Not like that. I'm saying, look, I really want to do this. I would like to try again. Not to relive Christmases past, but to live new Christmases. To feel in my heart what I felt back in the day. What I felt on those old Christmas Eves when by midday, and I don't know if this was because I willed it to the extent that the day could never fall short. By midday, I knew that I was in the middle of an extraordinary day. A day that stood apart from the other 364 days of the year. I'm putting myself out there. I'm trying to talk to people for this calendar. I've spent weeks now trying to get an interview with a store Father Christmas. I thought I'd revisit Morley's 35 years or more on from the 77 Father Christmas disappointment, but they tell me they don't have a Father Christmas anymore. Other stores I've contacted tell me it's company policy not to do interviews of this kind. I'm trying to get along to Carol services too, but I'm told I can't record there. At Vauxhall Pleasure Gardens the other night when I went along to see what was going on there, I got pulled up by security and questioned. This is in a public space not far from where I've grown up. That really irked me. I've got issues with that whole area and what it's becoming that go way beyond Christmas. I thought too I'd contact my dad's old college, which also happened to be my old college, where my dad did his 18 consecutive years of night school. It wasn't enough that we shared the same marital bed for two years. We were also at the same college. From 88 onwards, my dad started doing day courses too. He just loved to study. I'd run into my dad in the canteen. My fellow students would see us together. You two know each other, they'd sometimes ask. My early rhinoplasty already enough to put some distance between me and my dad facially, at least back then. I'd be thinking, know each other. We both got out of the same bed this morning to come to college. I wanted to see the memorial plaque they'd erected at the college after my dad passed away in 2002. I felt now might be the time to finally return there and see it physically. Now I'm told the extensive rebuilding of the college in the last few years for rebuilding Reed handing a chunk of it over to Tesco's for a load of money. Uh, They're not even sure there is a memorial anymore and no one seems to be able to locate it. I'm disappointed to hear that. They've not even been able to establish if there is a memorial there, which there was because I was once shown a picture of it. I appreciate that the turnover of staff means it's highly unlikely any of the lecturers who taught my dad for those 18 years as it gradually dawned on them that they had the eternal student on their hands uh, likely to still be around at the college. But how do you lose track of a memorial? How do you make the decision to get rid of it? Yes, it might have belonged to the part of the building sold off to Tesco's, but surely it could have been put up somewhere else in the new, smaller space. Unless it was only ever temporary. I mean, did they make that clear at the outset to my family? I think it's a little harsh if they got rid of it. 
no man did more than my dad to keep Hot Course's newspaper going. I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't concerned that a third of the way in, Christmas is slipping away from me. It's the 8th of December and right now this could be January. By now, back in the 80s, my nightly Christmas comic countdowns would really be starting to gain momentum. Or in Kidcock, major plot lines playing out through the autumn were reaching their denouement as Christmas neared, perhaps never more memorably than the 89 festive episodes in which the Burgess Meredith character passed away. I need one of those magical Christmas moments to turn this around. Every day I open a door to my advent calendar, much like I did in the old days. If you're listening to this on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. Behind today's door is a picture of a camel-coloured raincoat, similar to one I bought just before Christmas 89. That coat, considering the OCDs already plaguing me and which would overwhelm me in my adult life, was an anomaly in my life. Even in the 80s, in an era of pastel colours and white socks, the coat, I felt, stood out. And I don't like standing out. The late 80s, early 90s was the point at which I think society, never mind us, started to lose my dad. That was when he took a few steps across to the wrong side of eccentric. He didn't want to work anymore for people. He just wanted to go to college and learn. He'd regularly fall behind with his rent and tap me up for checks to buy yet another world clock radio. Or he'd walk around in women's jeans I'd mistakenly bought him for his birthday despite me coming clean because he believed they accentuated what was one of the best male rears in SW9. I'd worn the raincoat when I ducked out of the Spanish National Service on health grounds, something that ruptured the relationship between my dad and I in late 89, just weeks after the raincoat had arrived at Mayflower. My dad and I had never discussed me not doing my National Service. I had no intention of doing it. I just didn't actually tell him this. I think he suspected all along, but to him he actually said in front of a stranger that the consulate was too much for him. Straight away, my dad emphasised I regularly played football. I mentioned my asthma more than once to the man at the Spanish consulate. My dad reiterated I played football. I was active. I could do the army. My dad didn't want them thinking he had a weak son. You two should speak outside and come back in and see me, the man told us. I don't think I'd ever been angrier with my dad than I was that morning. Do you want to get out on health grounds, my dad said to me? Yes. You want them thinking you're a big girl? So long as I didn't have to do it, I was absolutely fine with that. Two decades on, I can look back and I know there is not one of those 20 plus years where physically I would have survived national service. I wasn't going straight from sharing the marital bed with him for two years into the army. I at least wanted a year of having my own bed. I deserved that. And besides which, my mum separated the egg whites from my eggs. I knew I was not equipped to survive national service. My dad protested to the extent the Spanish consulate arranged for me to have the most extensive medical of my life to prove I wasn't able to do my national service. When I had my NHS middle-aged health check not long ago, it was no way as thorough as what Harley Street put me through that morning. Fast forward five Christmases, it's 1994. By then, the camel-coloured raincoat had been sidelined in favour of a tan-coloured suede jacket, as worn by Roland Orsbal on the cover of the 1993 Tears for Fears album Elemental, the first without Kurt Smith. 
The suede coat was ill-suited to winters, but I didn't feel the cold so much in those days. About a week before Christmas, I ran into my dad in the hallway at Mayflower as he was leaving his bedsit. I think it was a Friday morning. For some reason that day, I'd brought the raincoat out of effective retirement just for the day, much like my dad returned for one Christmas back in 81. A one-off. The belt on the raincoat had regularly been a source of friction between us. I thought belts on men's raincoats were a little too feminine, like a man with a thumb ring. My dad thought they added a touch of class. I also struggled to take my customary long strides in a coat when the belt was done up. I struggle in robes too. My dad told me to do the belt up. I refused. I remember Chubb in the front door at Mayflower as we exited, and he was forcibly doing up my belt. I was struggling with him, but then I stopped. I noticed two men, one really long, the other as short as his companion was long, running down towards us from the Clapham Road end of Mayflower. Both were holding handguns. Above Mayflower was a police helicopter. Behind the men was an unmarked lit-up car in pursuit. I saw all this as my dad was still doing up my belt, but none of it registered. What got me was that both men had beards that didn't look quite right. You know me and facial hair by now. Men should come to me for advice on facial hair. My beard growth may lack depth, but I certainly know how to sculpt and trim a beard, and these beards just didn't look right. Both were goatees, both covered up their mouths. They didn't look real. The two men raced to the bottom of our road. By the time my dad realised what was going on, the postman who was parking up across the road from us had been taken hostage by the gunmen. My dad just left the belt alone, finally, and attempted to unchub the door. Our neighbour on the ground floor, more than a neighbour really, and now in her 50th year at Mayflower, came to our rescue, opening the door for us. I could barely move in the raincoat. My dad had done up my belt so tight. My dad hauled me in and our neighbour locked the door. Shortly after, the postman was freed, unharmed, and the police got their men. I never wore the raincoat again. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Holdfast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.